This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a Thursday. It's the morning. It's Taz the Moose right here on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention, hotline fans. Thank you, Billy. That is your number to call. You've got Mike and Billy across the way. Andrew with your updates, bogus, that is. Till 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. Next three hours of sports talk with you. Other things, too. Uh, as we keep it going, make sure to follow us up on uh, Twitter and Instagram. At official Taz, at Mark Malusis, at Taz of the Moose. Three ways you can get in touch with the show over the course of the next three hours and throughout the course of the day. What's going on, brother? How are you? Oh, Moose. Uh, outstanding, grand, uh, spectacular, and, uh, you know, looking for another great Taz and a Moose episode. Live Jones we're doing. Got a great guest later on, Moose, as you know, London Fletcher to keep yes. our, our linebacker theme going. No doubt. Um, Undersized linebacker was really productive. Yes. We, how many linebackers this week do we have? Three? Uh, I think so, yeah. Three. I think it's great. This is our third and fourth. Yeah, I think it's I great. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe tomorrow we'll, who knows what linebacker we're Can talking we reach out to Jack Lambert? Yeah, yeah right. My favorite exactly. linebacker ever. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, exactly. we find Jack right. in the Steel City? Well, that's a, yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike will find him. He's like, wait, uh, let me see. <laughs> oh, you can find him. Don't, yeah, he'll find him for he you, will, Taz. You no doubt about it. Um, uh, and we got uh, a lot to get into, a myriad of different topics to, to touch upon. Taz mentioned London Fletcher. Uh, a great linebacker uh, for a number of different teams, including the Washington Redskins, will join us a little later on in the program. But we begin with the the football theme, uh, Taz, and, and that is uh, the Antonio Brown saga does continue. Is that practice yesterday for the first time for the New England Patriots and signing that deal on Monday? The, the $10 million guaranteed can make $5 million in bonuses. He's got other incentives in that deal as well. Um, but uh, wearing number one, not 84, uh, which right now belongs to Ben Watson, who's serving that suspension, uh, who I saw him on Fox the other day, uh, did Ben Watson, really? uh, talking about the very fact of would he give up number 84 to uh, to Antonio Brown. Didn't really give you much of an answer. I'm sure he'd want something. If well, that's usually a no. Nope. If well, that's exactly giving... right. So, <laughs> uh, so Antonio Brown was at practice yesterday before practice. Bill Belichick, uh, you know, about uh, you know, 20 hours ago, met with the media. Here's a little bit of a clip. Take a listen. On Antonio's situation, uh, both Antonio and his uh, representatives have uh, made statements, and so um, I'm not going to be expanding on any of those. Uh, they are what they are. Um, we've looked into the situation. We're taking it very seriously um, all the way through the organization. Um, I'm sure there are questions, but... Um, I'm not going to be entering into a discussion about that today. So, so we're up. Bill, were you aware of the lawsuit when you signed Antonio Brown? I'm not going to be expanding on the statements that have already been given. Don't you think the fans deserve to hear a little more from you? On when we know more, we'll say more. That, you know, could impact the team. Yeah, I just said that. Don't you think fans deserve to hear a little bit more? When we know more, we'll say more. Are you preparing to have Antonio Brown in practice today? Yes. And are you preparing for him to play on Sunday? We're taking it one day at a time. Can you tell us at all what Antonio Brown has said to you? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm done with that. Okay. Anything else on Miami? Any other questions? Can you explain what you mean when you're done with it? I mean, just trying to find out if he said anything to you about it. Position it about the allegations. Yeah, and I just answered that question. Well, actually, you did. <laughs> Actually, I did. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> okay. That, was that, that part was funny. The last that, part. Was, that was, <laughs> uh, you know, and and the questions that were being asked of him should be asked, and the reporters were Absolutely. doing their job, um, Taz, and 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 Bill Belichick didn't answer the question in terms of what they knew when they knew it. I don't think we debated about it yesterday, Taz, when we kicked off the program. Uh, I don't think the Patriots had any idea uh, that this was coming down. I, I, I don't. Um, you know, I, I'd i be – that's my read. That's my lean. You know, I'm curious what your thoughts are, Taz. I, I don't personally believe that they were going to give him $10 million guaranteed, the addition of a, a possibility of making around $15 million this year if they believed a civil sexual assault lawsuit was coming down the next day. Yeah, I, I I don't think they knew either, okay? But I just Belichick right there in, in in that press conference from yesterday, I got to tell you, we have a lot of fun talking about Bill Belichick and his short answers and all that stuff and his very dry uh, attitude. It's funny at times, for sure. With the media, he's got this strained relationship with the media up there and all that stuff. I got to tell you, this is not the time for that. And those reporters, the the, the questions that were asked – and saying, don't you think fans deserve some kind of something, an explanation of something more than what you're just saying? Because he said nothing, Belichick, like he always does. They're right. Those reporters are right. This Moose, you got to say more than this. I don't disagree he, with Because he, he's more than a head coach there. Let's no, be honest. I, I, you know? Taz, I, I, I don't got to say more. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you at all. But, you know, I, is Belichick not in those answers banking on the fact of, well, if they win, the, are the fans ultimately going to care? Well, that okay. In the long game, no, they won't. To, to the point you just made, if the if they do win, yeah, they no, do I, don't, win. I don't think if fans Antonio really care. Brown catches two touchdown passes on Sunday, say he plays against the Miami Dolphins, and they're taking right. it a day at a time. But say everything goes well, and you know he's up to speed with everything, and I'm sure they're planning on him to play. I mean, he gets a bonus for every game that he does play, so I'm sure Antonio Brown does want to play right. on Sunday, Taz. Do you think, you know, with that being, if he goes out and catches, uh, you know, two touchdowns, do you think Patriot fans are celebrating? I think Bill Belichick's probably banking on the fact that Patriot fans are going to celebrate and they're not going to think about the civil lawsuit that's facing Antonio Brown. Uh, Yeah, no, I agree with with all that. You're right. But the thing is, though, and and I'm pretty sure you agree with this, like, you have a responsibility. Don't disagree. In that role you're in as the greatest NFL coach of all time, Um, you are more than just a head coach there. Okay, you're, you're ultra-winning coach, and you're all this stuff, and you're, you're, you're the guru of football. And you are a massive front man in the best football organization in modern-day history. Okay, in the NFL, you you got to you got to say more. This story about Antonio Brown, as we talked about, it's been – Antonio Brown has been everywhere. Everywhere. His Raiders stuff and this and that, and now the rape allegations and all that. And, like, you covered – it was only – we talked about yes, it was on all these mainstream, oh, all the news political stations. news stations, was, yeah. yeah, political news stations, CNN, MSNBC. I mean, it was it was all over the place. It was on mainstream new, mainstream news. I right. mean, ABC, NBC. Right. CNN, exactly. I mean, it was it was all over the place. This was not just a sports story. Mm-hmm. Right. This is not something that is just on the you know the six o'clock sports center or whatever you might be you know wherever you're getting your sports or 
or hopping online, Taz. You, you, it was it was absolutely all over the place. Taz, I I, I don't disagree with you. I, I I you know you'd want to hear more from Bill Belichick yesterday, more of an explanation, uh, you know, more of a case of. But if he comes out and answers that question and says, "We knew," well, then if you knew that Antonio Brown was this <laughs> civil lawsuit was coming down, how exactly did as an organization then? Uh, you know, still sign him. How does a, an organization owned by Robert Kraft, who had that embarrassing situation last January, right? Strip mall and all, right? The the massage parlor and the like. Um, you know, how exactly do you sign Antonio Brown? Okay, then if he answers it, Taz, well, we didn't know. Wait a second. How do the New England Patriots then not do their due diligence on Antonio Brown before they sign him, knowing everything that that potential, you know, just making sure that nothing is going to surprise you or hit you after you sign him. You know, like we mentioned yesterday, Taz, it's almost it's a no win situation for Belichick, right? Because if he if they, if they admit they knew, they're basically telling you right. they don't care. That's right. They could care less. No, you hit As that an yesterday, and you were a thousand percent correct. And, and if I he mean, admits that we didn't know, right. well, then they didn't do their due diligence, and now they have to deal with the embarrassment of dealing with a distraction that they had no idea that this distraction was coming down. Right. They're damned if they do, damned if they don't, and they put themselves in that position. Right? No doubt. Uh, the, the Patriots. Yeah, and and. And I think that's a massive part of the reason why Belichick doesn't want to, and he's doing his typical, we're on to Miami, we're on to whatever, the, what was the other team, we went to Cincinnati, with the, the famous drop, whatever, Cincinnati, whatever he, uh, yes, I remember, yeah. whatever I team think it was, Cincinnati. I know, Cincinnati. So, so it's like, you know what, I mean, you know, they, it, now's not the time to do that if you build Belichick. I'm not saying the guy's got to go give a long, give a long diatribe on this whole thing, but you got to give people more. Those guys in the media, those guys and girls in the media uh, that were in that presser, they, they did their job. And you know me, I'm usually, I'm not usually advocating for for the, a lot of the media guys, you know. <laughs> but in that case, there, they did their job. Belichick didn't. You, you're not just an X's and O's guys. Let's let's be honest. You're making millions of dollars, Belichick. And I like Belichick, even though I hate the Raiders. I respect the hell out of him. I do. A football mind and all that jazz and his his career and everything he did with the Giants as a DC and all this stuff. I, no doubt. I respect the hell out of him. I mean, I think he's an amazing coach, amazing leader. But you you have an obligation. You're not just an X's and O's guy. You're a huge part of the success of that organization behind the scenes. He could just act like him with his cut-off sweatshirt and that he's a, he's a grinding, uh, you know, blue-collar football coach with a whistle around his neck. My ass. Okay, you're a lot more than that, dude. You make How much money does he make? How how many millions well, I, a year? I he's got. I wouldn't even. I mean, he's got to be making seven, eight million dollars a year. Yeah, if not so more. I would think even maybe more, right? Whatever. But yeah, you know, you 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 are obligated to say more. You have to do that. You, you just, you know just disappointing. Just kind of you know uh, going through it here, Taz. The way that I think he probably could have answered it was that you know in this country you're innocent until proven guilty. Right. We were aware that there was a potential of a situation coming his way. We were willing. There's there's language. If you hop online, Albert Breer basically highlights the language in the contract where uh, Antonio Brown's money becomes null and void. Um, if, as we said yesterday, the Patriots protected themselves, as all organizations did. They did in the Antonio Brown saga. So in, in this one-year deal. So, um, you know, he's due uh, a $5 million bonus, I believe, September 23rd. The next $5 million bonus, Taz, he's due in early January. So the Patriots did protect themselves. Here's the one thing. He could have answered it this way. 
We were aware that there was a possibility of an incoming lawsuit. Um, in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. We'll see how the lawsuit does play out. Uh, he has every right to play football until basically uh, that court case plays out civilly. Yeah, I mean, that, I, that's it. I mean, that's that's a way that he could yeah. have answered it to where uh, he didn't add more speculation or fuel to the fire or act the way that he did yesterday, kind of cold and indignant um, to the to the media as they were doing their job. Yeah, and and if he does that, he's not getting the eight million questions over and over and over again. Because he's answering everything that the media is right. asking. I agree with you, and and that's it's really that simple to do. It's coach speak at the end of the day. He knows how to do that. It's it's business. Listen, and even it's simple to also add to everything you just said and say, you know, we spoke to Antonio. We're investigating. We're looking into the whole thing. You know, we understand. You know, we we spoke to him. If you did speak to him, I got a feeling. I got. I tell you the truth. I don't. I feel like Bill Belichick did not even have a conversation with Antonio Brown about about. These allegations and, and about this, I I really believe like uh, he did. You you might be right about I, that. I, I, you, I, you're probably right about that. I, really I mean, he might have uh, you know he might have spoke about you know they might have talked to Rosenhaus about it, but did they talk to Antonio Brown about it? Probably not. I could or pitch Belichick. Look, I, I don't say. know Belichick. I could pitch him not talking to anybody about it except somebody in the Raiders front office, one of the Raiders brass. I'm sorry, Patriots. I keep saying Raiders. And and one of the Patriots front office brass. Would probably tell Belichick privately. Yeah, I don't see him, meaning uh, Belichick, talking to Rosenhaus. That's just my opinion. But who knows? I mean, I, I don't know the truth. I'm not. Well, I, don't, I, I, I mean, not Taz, you, you could be right. Yesterday, we, you know, and and you you might be right because Belichick might be just focused on football. How about Tom Brady, right? Who took a selfie with Antonio Brown? Right. Uh, also, before that, basically invited Antonio Brown because of the great travel west coast to east coast. Uh, in 2019, so amazingly Stage, hard to do, right? Yeah. Stagecoach and all uh, that he <laughs> that he said he invited him to stay at his uh, chalet up yeah. in the Greater New England area. Yes, here is Tom Brady talking about the Antonio Brown situation yesterday. I'm just trying to show up and play football and try to prepare. Miami's a good team. I'm gonna get they ready for them. Are they a good team? Really? Tell them. Don't involve me. Don't involve me. Right, Miami's a good well, team. That's what they... stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, wait a minute. What? Right, Miami, right. Miami's a good team. Yeah, as, as the Patriots, I mean, they might be a 20-point favorite right now. They were 19 <laughs> two days ago. They might be up to 20. Uh, but here would be the follow-up to, to Tom Brady. Well, hold on a second. You didn't make it just about football when you brought him aboard. Right. You made it more about than just football. It wasn't about the X's and O's. It was a case of trying to bond with Antonio Brown, kind of take him out under your wing a little bit. And the Patriots might have asked him to do so to try and help get Antonio Brown to buy in. I mean, I know he's asked a number of uh, you know guys in the past to go out there and live with him. That's the reports up there in Beantown, Taz. So I mean, this is not this is kind of customary with uh, with uh, with Tom Brady, and he built up a great relationship with Josh Gordon as Gordon was going through his stuff with you know with marijuana and drugs and facing you know another suspension a year ago. But Brady made it more about football with the way that he acted when they signed him, when they brought him aboard. Did he not? Oh uh, yes, he did. Yeah, yes, he definitely did. And now it's uh, it's backtrack Jones. I mean, you know that that that's what's happening. I mean, um, listen, I don't, I, I don't, um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's, it's there's still more stuff that has to be flushed out. As everybody knows, this is just the beginning of it. I mean, Antonio Brown through Rosenhaus through his agent saying he's denying all of this and the truth's going to come out. His lawyer came out yeah. right, and, yeah. and, and and Taz, there's going to be more to it. Now the question is, does the NFL act? The well, Patriots clearly are not going to act. No, right? They're not. The Patriots are not going to act. Their plan is for Antonio Brown to play Sunday. 
Correct. As That's long right. as everything goes well, he practiced went well yesterday. As long as he continue, you know, doesn't get hurt today, tomorrow, Saturday walkthrough. Uh, I imagine you know you're going to see Antonio Brown line up and play for the New England Patriots on Sunday. Now, does the commissioner's office uh, does the NFL act? Because there is a way. There were reports out there that the commissioner's office is leaning. Or they're giving, I should say, giving serious consideration to placing Antonio Brown on the exempt list. Yeah. Um, you know, and to where he could not play for the New England Patriots. On an accusation. Correct. Yeah, and that, honestly, I, that's tough. I mean, I, that, I think you got, and it's a tough conversation, and I believe Brittany Taylor... The young lady accusing uh, all of these things of of the New England Patriots, you know, receiver. She's going to be with the NFL She's, next right, week. Correct. That's right. I was just going to say that. So you know, I, sorry to interrupt. I, no, no, it's all good. No. So the thing is, I, I, if you're going to put somebody on the exempt list for an accusation, that's you know, it's this is a civil lawsuit. It's not a criminal lawsuit. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit of a tough, tough, tough well, thing. I don't, there, I right? don't disagree with you. I, I think Antonio Brown, as as big of a clown as he is, was out in Oakland, Taz. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can suspend or place him on the exempt list based on an accusation. I, I agree with that. You That's have to wait my point. Till, I agree. Yeah, you yeah. have to wait till it plays out. Now, if it plays out and he's proven guilty in this civil case, well, different story. Then Antonio yeah. Brown's not going to be playing in the NFL, right? I mean, absolutely. That, and, and he's. I mean, that's it. But we are a ways away well, from that. Anyone can be accused of anything. Doesn't mean that they're right. guilty of anything. Even as bad of a guy, you might not want to hang out with Antonio that's Brown. Right. Uh, you, you can't come and you know to go from being a bad guy to a rapist is a massive leap. So right, right, right. Uh, you know he. I I don't think that they might be thinking about it, Taz. I don't think you can do that to Antonio Brown based on just someone accusing him of doing something. I think it's wrong if you do do that. If, Agreed. If, if, I just want to say one more thing, just to backtrack real, real quick before we get to the phones. I know it's very busy. 855-212-4227. Talk about Antonio Brown and these allegations and how Bill Belichick and the Patriots handled it or were talking about it, which they're really not. Um, and we talked a lot yesterday about this. Did the Patriots know? We talked a little bit a few minutes ago about this. Did they know? Did they not know? They're damned if they do. They're damned if they don't. We went over this yesterday and today. Here's the thing. Um, we we don't have the audio of it. We can't play it. But Rosenhaus, I heard him from his comments, okay, which was on ESPN, basically saying, I'm going to paraphrase it, you know, Antonio and I knew this was coming down eventually, something like that. They alluded to the fact that I, they knew. You yeah, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you read or heard this. Dude. <laughs> If they knew this was going to happen, you're telling me Rosenhaus or somebody didn't say something to to, 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 the, to the Patriots? I don't know. And, okay, so maybe they – right. They might not have. I mean, but well, they I mean, knew it was – Antonio Brown knew because of the relationship he had with this young lady. You know. Well, I, I'm, and I'm sure there were conversations between lawyers before the civil lawsuit actually came down. Right. So for Rosenhaus to say that publicly – I wonder if he meant to really say. I wonder if he regrets saying that. I mean, he's a pretty look. He's been been representing athletes at the highest level, making millions for for twenty five years or something like that. You know, this guy is very smart, quick thinker. You know what I mean? He knows how to speak. He's a smart guy. Rules announced. But dude, I got a feeling he might have. I don't want to say slipped up. He probably didn't want to say that. He might not want to have said it, Taz. I, do you think he told the Pats? <sighs> if you had a venture guess right I now. Do. You do. I'll tell you why I do. Uh, I don't know. No, let me tell you why. Let me just tell yeah, me. let me hear. Because I feel Rosenhaus is not going to get to the level he has in his life and his career and make the money he's made 
and have the relationship he has with teams like he does by withholding important information with a guy who's a very um, who's a lightning rod who just came off this insane amount of attention with the Oakland Raiders and and all these issues from the helmet to the feet, uh, wanting to punch Mike Mayock, uh, dropping the audio of 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 uh, John Gruden. That's why I don't think that a guy as credible as Rosenhaus would be dumb enough not to tell the team who's going to give this guy a chance in the Pats and give him you know several million dollars, whatever the hell it is, fifteen million guaranteed, whatever, not guaranteed, but seven million guaranteed, whatever the deals, ten, ten million. I don't think that Rosenhaus would withhold that information. I, I again, I don't know. You asked me my yeah, opinion. What's so, your your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, so uh, I don't. See, I think there's a number of different ways you can look at it. Uh, I, I get what you're saying, Taz, but I could maybe also think that that was something that was in their back of their mind because maybe they were trying to reach a settlement. Maybe they were trying to make it go away. Maybe it was a case of, that could be. Uh, I mean, yeah, and, could and, be. and all of a sudden then they reached a, a point where it wasn't going away and the civil lawsuit comes down, but they weren't expecting it to come out the way that it did. I, I mean, there's so many different kind of avenues and, and paths that you can look at it with that scenario. See, I have a hard time. You brought up the point yesterday with Kraft. Don't you have a hard time thinking, you know, Robert Kraft's team, after what he went through in the offseason and after some of the public backlash that he faced after that, right, Mm. that he would approve a guy coming in and giving him $10 million guaranteed that's facing a sexual assault civil lawsuit? I don't. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't. See, that's why why it's tough to. That's why I think I, I, I don't think they knew. I don't know. He's, I don't know. You know what, Taz? Because I don't you think. If I don't want right, to contradict myself from yesterday. Yeah, I, I'm no, just trying to. No, I know. There's, I know, something, no, there's a lot agree, missing here. No, you're right. <laughs> there is. And that's the fascinating aspect. And maybe we'll never know. Maybe right, we'll never true. know in terms of what they knew when they knew it. But you're right. Rosenhaus did come out and say that. Uh, basically, they knew that this was going to come down. Right. Uh, they were hopeful that it wasn't, but they thought at some point in time this was going to come down. Yeah. He, that's what, again, uh, just paraphrasing it. Uh, he, he, he basically, Rosenhaus. He alluded to, for those that didn't hear it, basically saying me and Antonio Brown, you know, uh, basically saying when we weren't shocked about this. So they knew that something was going to happen. To your point, Moose, maybe there was something with lawyers and yeah. stuff like that. And, but you're things. right about Rosenhaus. He's yeah. done a lot of business yeah. with the New England Patriots and other organizations. You would think, yeah, you want to be open and honest with teams out there as well because that could affect his dealings with other clients, with other teams across yeah. the National Football League as well, not just dealing with Antonio Brown. Want to hear from you, 855-212-4227. If you're online, stay online, stay on hold. We'll get to you next. We'll go to the busy phones. Do you think the Patriots knew? Do you think they didn't know? Do you like the way Belichick handled the presser yesterday? Would you want Antonio Brown representing your team? 855-212-4227. Taz Moose, Thursday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. On this Thursday morning, it is Taz and the Moose with you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. 
Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. You know, we were talking a lot about Bill Belichick and the Raiders and how the press conference went when, when, when members of the media were asking him about Antonio Brown, the whole situation, how early goings here, <clears throat> how the Patriots are handling that whole situation to the public. Yep. Let's go uh, out to New Jersey. Talk to our friend John. Listen on Radio.com. He is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John from Jersey. Oh, my God, John. I, Johnny, I, I, what's up, buddy? Don't you fell off the, the, the place, the face of the earth. What happened? You've been gone, dude. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, I've been going uh, through a, uh, a few family things. But, uh, oh, okay. Well, I hope everything works out. All is well, brother. All right. How you guys been? Okay. Good, well, good, good. Bad. Fair to Midland. Yeah, we're just we're hey. great. Everything's awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, look about Antonio Brown. I mean, look, I never wanted this guy on the Patriots. I think he's a clown. Right. But now that he's here, you deal with it. I don't have a problem as a Patriot fan with with how Belichick handled that yesterday because, as you touched on a bit, what is he gonna say? You know, people forget about I don't know how many years back. Moose when we signed Albert Hainsworth from the Redskins. Yeah, was that 2011? Yeah, he he had a sexual assault allegation against him. And Belichick in the press conference when they signed Hainsworth said, well, you know, everybody, um, you know, nobody in this room um, hasn't made mistakes in their life. And, you know, we give them a second chance and we'll take, you know, go from here. And he got crucified for saying that. So what's he going to, now when Antonio Brown multiplied by 55, all, all the media and all and now the social media and everything that's involved. If you, if you comment on it once, you're, they're going to keep asking it. So I think you shut it down like he did. You do exactly what he did, and you go from there. And I also think, like as you said, there isn't a doubt in my mind the Patriots knew. Right. And I and when I say knew, I think Rosenhaus told them. Rosenhaus again represented Gronk as other players on the Patriots. I think he probably said to them, "Look, this is just so you know." This is what could be coming down. Right. Who knows if they possibly showed the Patriots evidence that they have that this is a farce? I don't know. Right. Who knows? That's true. Yeah, that could have happened. That's a good point. You know, uh, so again, I, I believe that they knew. Again, I'm not thrilled that we have Antonio Brown, but again, it, it's an accusation. If this was a situation where it was a Ray Rice video, there's no way to Patriots. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, no, I know that. Moose knows that. We were talking about that. But here's the thing. Just to back up a little bit, I, I, I got that. Belichick is obligated. Like, he's obligated to say more than he said. Uh, he's got to go a little further in that press conference. He can't do the why typical you, dry-ass Jones. He, can't, why, he just can't why do, do it. You say, why do you say that? Tom? Well, I explained it in the first segment, dude, and I'll say it again. It's like your, your, your obligation, you're not just some new head coach. It's not Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, where he's new in town or he's a young guy who's not established as a head coach. This is Bill frickin' Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, uh, and he's the head cheese, and he's not just the head coach. He's, he's involved with massive amount of football operations, a quasi-general manager there. He needs to say a little bit more than the typical you know, snarky, quick, dry response that we will find that we giggle about. This is not a giggable topic, though. He's got to well, be a little bit. Him, right. Like, what would you want him well, to say? Moose laid it out. I think Moose laid it out earlier in the, the first segment. Actually did a great job of what what he <laughs> what Belichick should have said. You know, well, you could. I mean, you don't have to give the whole thing. We all make mistakes. Like, and I don't remember that uh, from Hainsworth. That's a good job by you, John. But um, he could have basically just said, "You know, we're he's innocent until proven guilty. We're aware of the potential charges. 
Uh, we are comfortable with moving forward with the contract, and it is, and you know, until uh, that plays out legally, right? He uh, does, you know, we feel comfortable him playing football for the New England Patriots. I mean, I could, again, you know, if he said that, though, there'd be thirty other questions about. Wait a minute, so you're actually bringing a guy in your organization that you knew possibly committed sexual assault? Well, but then, he also, uh, but, 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 but there's, uh, but there's also the chance he didn't that he's being falsely accused. Right, right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so, and there have been a lot of people, and I'm not telling you he is or he isn't, but there have been a lot of people that have been falsely accused of doing something. Unfortunately, and some of those, some of those uh, men and women have been convicted or in prison. Uh, so, oh, that's I mean, very true. Yeah. You know, and and so like you know, Antonio Brown. Listen, I would never want Antonio Brown on my team. I would never want to sign. Um, but I understand where the Patriots are coming from, and I understand Antonio Brown's rights because if he's being falsely accused of something. And and uh, you know he you know should he have everything taken away from him if he did nothing wrong? Mm, no, true. And, and unfortunately, because of the circus that's around him, he probably isn't going to get the benefit of the doubt. Even with me, I look at it and I lean toward he. He's probably. I mean, I'm sure like anything else, the truth is somewhere in the middle. I'm sure that he knew this woman. I'm sure something happened. Who knows exactly what happened? But because of the clown that he is, again, people just look at it. Well, people, well, to your point, let me interrupt you, John. People are passing judgment on him, which is unfair. I mean, and and I saw the tweet, the text that he sent her, and I understand that. We don't know the truth. So people already have him, you know, guilty, a lot of people, which I think you got to let it play out. He did have some sort of relationship with this girl from 2017 to 2018. They went to college together, and and then, you know, who who knows if they had a sexual relationship, what kind of relationship. She says it wasn't. He's kind of alluding to the fact that it was. So, you know, and and they're claiming that the, the truth will come out or whatever. So... I don't know. I just think Belichick, uh, back to him real quick. He should have been John. We appreciate the call, dude. Good hearing from you. I hope everything works out with you. But here's the thing. I do feel that Belichick, like I said, Moose, I feel like he was obligated to say a little bit more as the position that he's in, just a little bit more. And I think he had a lot of the points that, that Belichick could have said. I mean, really, it's just yeah, a little more. Yeah, I, I think he could have because he could have answered the question. People want to know if they knew. I mean that's that's yeah. ultimately what the case is, and you know they they want to know. Uh, well, if you knew, then why would you want to bring this sort of distraction? At the end of it, Taz, it's something the Patriots want to. They don't want distractions. No NFL team wants distractions. You think Bill Belichick wants to go to the podium no, yesterday no, of course, right. and uh, addressing a civil lawsuit of what they knew about for a player that's been basically part of their organization for 72 hours? This is exactly what we <laughs> talked about, and it's already happening to Belichick. Yeah. Already. He's going into play into week two. There's already a problem. Speaking of problems... What's going on, Andrew? Wow. Exactly. Yes. Good morning. Hey, yeah. Great morning. Good to, it's good to see you guys. So now what happens? And here I was. It's going to be nice to Taz and yeah. begin things off. Well, this is, this is, do you have business to take care of here? No, no, okay. no. Please, so, whatever you want. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Moose, I beat you in here today five minutes, right? I beat you by five minutes, right? And so what happens now, dude, is you know what Andrew does? He goes out of his way, Moose. Yeah. To say good morning. Like, it's so... Nice. Good yeah, for but you. Hold on. It's and make sure there's a witness, too. It's so fake. Yeah, he has to make sure he doesn't in front of someone. He makes complete eye contact with me. I, I, I don't... I mean, you know, I'm like... I'd shake your hands if we could touch you. I, <laughs> no. But, I, 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 you know, it's like, you know, really, Andrew, a simple wave across the, you know, across the... Well, room, the across other day I did that, and I was you know, told I that I didn't say enough. hello to I you. 
Well, because you you had such you a jovial moose, but not me. Well, because it was so jovial when you saw moose, like jovial. Hey, good morning, moose. Jovial. That's what it was like. It was really jovial. Yes, it was jovial. Went to high school with his cousin Johnny Veal. <laughs> yeah, jovial, Johnny Veal. I went with Billy Veal. Uh, Angie, okay. you know I don't like you. No, all. I know. Okay, so, so Despite that, yes. let's talk about the Mets. Davis at first two, out the 2-1. Frazier hits it high in the air, deep to left center. Back goes Marte, onto the track, and it's gone! A home run! Todd Frazier with a two-run homer. Over the great wall of Flushing, beyond the M&M sweet seats, past the 370 mark in left center field. Brought to you by Sunoco. Howie Rose on WCBS 880 here in New York. Frazier and Jeff McNeil each yes. went deep twice last night, while nice. Steven Matz twirled six shutout innings for a 9 nothing win over Arizona. The Mets are now two games behind the Cubs and yeah. the Brewers for that second NL wild card, which basically means they've already clinched it. Chicago a 4 nothing <laughs> loss in San Diego last night. The Brewers got a 7-5 win in Miami. Now, on a, on a serious note from this Mets win last night, and yeah. this might give some, some goosebumps, the Mets scored their nine runs, on 11 hits on 9-11, the team wore hats during BP to honor first responders, and Pete Alonso ordered all his teammates' special cleats to wear last night as well. Mm. The well, bra- that, 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 just real quick, that was really, that's wild, right, about the runs and the hits, the 9 yeah. and 11. That's really, it's kind of eerie, right? <laughs> it really is. It's, it's very eerie. That's I'm glad you brought that up. That's pretty wild. Yep. The Braves down the Phillies last night, 3-1. Their magic number for winning the NL East is now 8. In what would have been a meaningless Orioles 7-3 defeat of the Dodgers, Baltimore shortstop Jonathan Villar hit the 6,106th home run of this season. That breaks the single-season mark set back in just 2017. Reds Mariners wouldn't warrant a mention either. Had Cincinnati righty Sonny Gray not taken a no-hitter into the 7th. First pitch to Lewis, he swings, and it's a high fly ball, carrying back, way, way back, out of the track, Irvin watching, gone, home run! Kyle Lewis, welcome to the show. Two hits, two homers, a three-run smash the opposite way, the first hit tonight for the Mariners in the bottom of the seventh. And he puts the Mariners in front, 3-2 to two over the Reds. That's Aaron Goldsmith on Mariners Radio. A lot to unpack there. Rookie Kyle Lewis breaks up the no-hit bid with a three-run homer while becoming the 24th player since 1908 to go deep for his first two career hits. Now we check on the AL wildcard chase. The Rays' six-game win streak ended in Texas 10-9. Oakland won in Houston 5-3. Cleveland a three-game sweep at Anaheim 4-3. Tampa Bay still lead that chase, but only by a half game now over the A's, with the Indians a half game behind them. The Buccaneers and Panthers in Carolina. That's the first game of Week 2. Both teams looking for win number one. Kickoff is 8-20 Eastern. Chargers tight end Hunter Henry. Broke his left knee in Sunday's win over the Colts. He's reportedly out four to six weeks. And Raiders rookie safety, Jonathan Abram, will indeed have surgery for his torn labrum and rotator cuff. His season is likely over. And finally, how about some soccer? NYCFC and Toronto played to a 1-1 oh. draw at Yankee Stadium. The New Yorkers now unbeaten in their last six. They nice. lead the Eastern Conference by three points <laughs> over the Edge Philadelphia Union. Great. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll save the horse racing drama for 7.30. Oh, oh wow. we'll do it later, yeah. Oh, there you go. What do you mean? Uh, it is bigger news. I know, it's big news, but was, Andrew did a little, little promotion, a little hook. He did. For the Very show. Nice. Right, keep tuned for the yeah. next bogus. As opposed update. to the stuff he upcutted nice earlier in his update for well our Well done. Show. Hard, job well done, Andrew. Yeah, exactly. Look at the run sheet, you bum. Anyway, yeah. you know we work on it for full script here. Everything we say is scripted, Moose. You know that. Every single thing. Yes, we're all scripted all day long. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, uh, he's done with the wave. We'll get into that next. It's Taz, it's Moose. It's a Thursday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. To Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. So there are a lot of celebrations. Our kind of uh, you know stadium experiences, Taz, especially at football games. Maybe kind of during a, a lull in the action, a lull yeah. in the game. Sometimes you know maybe to get the the home team back into it. Right is a, another way to do it. You know you've uh, one of the things which I you know I I think gets a you know an unfair <clears throat> knock. Uh, because I, I think people think, oh, it's 2019. Yeah. The wave. Oh, the wave is old school. Yeah, the, the wave, wave is is old school. But right? when done right, it's unbelievable. When it, when done right, uh, it, it's got to be a packed house, a right. building, whatever. But when you're doing the wave and it's going around a big building, top and bottom, it's pretty cool. It is. You know who's done with the wave? I know, but I'll play along. Who, Moose? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, really? Packers quarterback. <laughs> Shocking, this guy. Right. Aaron Rodgers has had enough of the wave. <laughs> he does not want the wave. And here is Aaron Rodgers yesterday discussing that very fact. Take a listen. My only ask is is that we don't do the wave when we're on offense. <laughs> Other than that, man, be as loud as you want. You know, from the start, hopefully nobody, you know, says sit down anybody. I've heard that from time to time. You know, people, somebody's standing up, somebody else tells them to sit down. But we'd love everybody to get up and be as loud as possible from the start. We need it. What is, what is he have? The uh, the hearing of Superman? He's hearing the guy. The, the, guy in the, the guy's in the fifth row. Someone's telling him to sit down. Rogers. Yeah, right. Rogers is basically paying attention. To all that. Why? Did I, I, my follow up. We. Why? So you'd rather You'd rather oh the God. home crowd That's be funny. screaming at the top of their lungs when you're on offense, but. You hate seeing the wave. <clears throat> Dude, he's got to be joking, no? He's got to be. didn't sound like he was joking. So so what happens when they go, uh, I don't know, they're home. I'm looking at, they're playing the Cowboys week five, okay? So you go to Dallas. If I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I, I'll tell you what, well, if I'm a Dallas Cowboy, a, a radio host that I have a good reach to the Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm a fan myself, let's say, I'm going to say when the Packers come to town, make sure when the Packers are on offense, you do the wave. You do the wave because you know it's going to take him off because he said it. Unless he's joking, unless it's maybe optically, it distracts him. You're Aaron Rodgers. You're right. distracted by the wave, bro. Why are you focused on fans going out there and doing the wave? And like I mentioned, I think the wave gets unfairly knocked. 
It's hard. You know why? Yeah. I think he gets unfairly knocked. I think people love to. Aaron Rodgers not alone. I know a lot of guys think the wave's stupid. I would never be. Yeah. I, but well, I think. Have I, you ever been part of the wave? Yes. Really? Yeah. I, I never have. Um, uh, Yankee, be, old Yankee Stadium. It's really? been a while. Yeah. But old Yankee Stadium, I think. Um, it's a little harder at baseball games. It's just a little harder. You know? Right. A little disjointed. But it was a packed house. Uh, giant State. Old Giant oh, Stadium. Oh, that's a wave, waveable spot yeah, right there. Right. Yeah, old yeah, Giant yeah, Stadium. Not yeah. MetLife. Right, right. Just yep. You know, see, my problem with the wave, I've never been part of it, but no, I, I think it's awesome. And I'd love to be part of it. The thing I don't like about it is I got to get up. I understand. You know what I mean? You're I'm sitting there eating a couple guy. of hot dogs. Yeah, but if I'm eating at a, at a game, no, I'm not athletic because I'm eating a lot of really bad sausage, kielbasa, sushi, all sorts of French fries. Now I got to get up. I got a milkshake in my hand. Uh, you know, at games. That's only how I, I, I get eat it. at games. I get it. You know? So you don't want to rise up out of your seat no. at that stage. I could understand. I would do this. If you're, my hand, look at my hand. Right, if you're eating food, I could understand that. <laughs> Just but, my hand up like that. but you you like the premise of the wave. You don't like taking part of the wave, even no. though you've never been a part of it. But no. you like the premise, the idea of the wave. Big thing in the wrestling. Rogers business. hates it. The WWE had, dude. In arenas, it happens a lot. Some towns in wrestling, WWE's live. They'll do the wave. Like really? and it could yeah and it could and takes away from the action in the ring, so Vince McMahon years ago he's like let's embrace this and he would just he would he would have the announcers point it out or have fun with it instead of ignoring it, you can't miss you're in an arena you know it's not like a football well, game I've it, never seen it in an arena yeah WWE it's happened I can't think of towns I know L A once it happened at Staples Center when I was there I remember that. And it's happened. Cool. It happens a lot. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, people but having fun. It's gonna know? bother you if you're a wrestler in the ring oh. and people are more focused on. Making sure you time the wave properly <laughs> rather than watching the action in the well, ring. It also tells you about your the match. action that's yeah. going on in the ring. You're a little boring. Yeah, yeah well, exactly all kidding right. aside, you know what you do? I'll, I'll pull the curtain back. When that happens, like if people start doing the wave or if they start chanting, boring, boring, you know what you do, what veterans do? You take the guy down and you put a hold on. And that's the old gimmick. You want to see boring? I'll show you boring. You want to do the wave? Take, do the wave all night. I'll keep this guy in a rich and lock. We'll stay here all day, Moose. Really? That's what you do. You, that... you don't Rookies, young guys, what they do is they speed up the action. They get nervous. You, then you're letting the audience control you. That's interesting. I so, didn't think about it like yeah, that. It's a, it. it's a veteran and then when, thing. Here. Does it reach a breach where you're like, I have to do something here? No, or... I've had it. I've had it happen to me where people were chanting boring. I was wrestling up in Boston. And and there was a house show, it was a non televised event. I, I can't I don't know who I was wrestling, and they started chanting boring. Matt, we were having really a stink fest. And so I took whoever it was down, I don't know if it was Bob Holly, who it was, and I put him in an arm bar. And I said, We're staying right here, bro. He goes, right, you're right, you're damn right. Because he and he's a veteran too. You don't let them control well, that's the action. Yeah. That's so you chant boring all did night. It stop? It, then eventually it did. And then we went to work. Oh, there you go. There <laughs> that's you what go. you do. Very nice. That's cool. <laughs> that's a little old school. That's, but anyway. that's but pretty cool. I like the wave. I didn't know you were part of a wave. That's, that's, well, that's a long interesting. time ago. Not, I'm not talking about like five years yeah, ago. Yeah, don't pitch you now, like going to a game doing no, the wave. Hey, there's Mark Belusa doing the wave. Mark, the kids would be into it. Who's doing the wave? Yeah, exactly. They want to have some wine that guy. Exactly right. There he is with another beer doing the wave. Spilling the beer right. Exactly right. That's Moose, right? What the hell's he doing? Uh, But Rodgers wants no part. I agree with you. Now, if I'm taking on the Packers, the one thing I want to do, a wave constantly throughout the course of the game. No doubt about it. Uh, Good news for the NFL, though, uh, Taz, as as we've discussed, you know, years gone by, past couple years, the fact that uh, ratings maybe have dipped a little bit for the NFL. 5% raise, not a huge raise, but a 5% increase in ratings. Week one, as compared to week one, 2018. You know where the real spike was? How about this? 43% 
spike in digital wow. for the National Football I did League. Not know any of that as wow. compared to last year. That does not shock me. But there I mean, you that's go. that's a that's a huge spike Dude. in terms of for the National Football League. Forty three percent. I didn't know. That's that. a monumental oh spike. God. That that shows you something, right? <laughs> well, I mean, what it would show me, Taz, is that there are more cord cutters out there. Exactly. What it showed me is that people are basically doing their they're paying for what they want instead of paying for everything. And they're getting they're pulling their content of NFL on this. I'm holding my iPhone yeah, up, good ladies point. and gentlemen. That's what right. they're doing. Yeah. They're they're either or watching diff- on their iPad right. or or whatever tablet they have. I thought my son, you know, big NFL fan, he, he I don't remember the last time he sat down and watched the game. He watches clips of you know, he, he watches clips on his phone. That's what he does. Yeah, know? I can understand that. And, and and a lot of his friends do the same thing. You know, well, they, I know, you know guys that they still have the TV, but also have the iPad or uh, right, set right. up, yep. and they're watching another game on yep. the iPad while they have the yep. their main game on the big screen TV. Yeah. Uh, uh, triple Dippin' Jones. So there you have uh, it. A yeah. good week uh. one across the board for the National Football League, Taz. Uh, that's a positive there. Two that's quarterbacks with enormous pressure on them meet up tonight. Thursday night action, Taz. We'll get into that. Carolina, Tampa. Taz Moose. Week two's already here. CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 